Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. and welcome back to A Little Better. Thank you so much for tuning in to this bonus episode. As we spend some time talking um, about the closure of our Greece and Henrietta campuses, I am joined by our lead pastor, Drew, and our uh, Greece campus pastor, Mark. Um, my name's Aaron. I'm our Henrietta campus pastor, although in saying both of those titles, I realize we are already into the content for today's episode uh, because we're talking about campuses that are uh, in the in the past a little bit for our church. But we feel like that's a good decision, and we wanted to just spend a couple of minutes processing that um, for the people of our church, especially to be able to hear from Mark and I on this, knowing that uh, there are a lot of people connected to us and to our campuses that probably have questions or concerns and hadn't heard from us necessarily about it yet. So I wanted to have a place where we could process. So um, I'll just get the conversation started off by saying thank you to Mark and Drew for joining us on this episode, and um, hopefully we'll say some things that are helpful and bring some comfort to people uh, during what is genuinely a, a really tough decision. So. Um, thanks for joining. And Drew, I would just love to hear from you first and have you tell us, um, you know, you, you've already given us the reasons and the why and kind of the backstory, but if you wouldn't mind rehashing a little bit of where this decision came from and, and how it came about so that people can understand. Yeah. So I, I, this decision, you know, COVID has, has changed so much what we know about church and in that process of navigating, you know, who we are as a church for multi-site, seeing everybody that's coming back, we began to have dialogue, you know, as a leadership team. And then we went to the oversight team and we just been kind of wrestling through what, what's best for our church. And, you know, I shared five reasons, but I think the main, main one is, you know, theaters and just the uncertainty about the future of what that looks like. Both of those campuses are in theaters and the theaters have served us so greatly We've seen God use them, but the uncertainty of, man, we don't know what this looks like, where it's going, and our contracts, which represent hundreds of thousands of dollars, which, you know, in, in a leadership place, you know, you gotta be, you're held accountable to how do you spend people who are sacrificing dollars uh, for the sake of more and better. And so we just dialogued and prayed through that decision. And we, we kind of landed together saying, this is the best thing for our church. It wasn't easy. It actually stinks. Like that's the last thing I wanted to communicate, but you know, it's part of my job and you know, it's just a, it was easy when you, you kind of wasn't easy, but it was, it was a hard decision. But when we looked at all the, the, the details and the information it made it an easier decision. Sure. Sure. Mark, how were and how are you processing this? Obviously, we've known for a few weeks now, and um, that has big implications on us and our life and how God is using us in ministry at this church. So um, talk to me about how you're processing it and what you've walked through. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, definitely processing, I think, is a good choice of words there um, because it has been a process. And, you know, I think if I were to ask, if I were to be asked the question, you know, Hey, are you, are you okay with this decision? I would say, no, I'm not okay with this. I, I didn't want this, you know, in no way, shape or form does this feel, feel good or right. Um, and it was devastating, you know, initially to, to hear what was coming, uh, man, that that's devastating because we have poured our heart, our soul, our, our energy, um, into seeing God use these campuses and these, these unique venues um, to do what only he can do in lives. And he, you know, by, by his grace, he, he used us to accomplish some really awesome things over many years. And we worked shoulder to shoulder with so many 
so such do, a devoted, dedicated, faithful um, people across the board, staff and volunteer. Um, that yeah, it's just it's a really hard pill to swallow in that sense. Um, but having said that, um, you know, no matter how hard it is and, and devastating that it is, you know, in terms of emotionally and all of that, I, I think I came to the place, and, and I'm sure that this is again that process of of knowing that truly this was the right decision. You know, as hard as the decision is, it was the right decision to make. And so as, you know, as part of the leadership here, I mean, I certainly affirmed that in the end, but, um, but man, initially it was devastating. And, and I think even today, as I sit here, you know, a month later or whatever it's been, it's still difficult internally, but I recognize that it's the right decision. I know it's what needed to be done. And in some sense, we're also looking forward. I'm looking forward to what it is that God has next for us. Yeah, that's all really well said. I love how you said, no, I'm not okay with it, but yes, I'm behind it. And I think I feel the same way when, as I've been calling folks and trying to let them know, um, I've just been saying, I'm mourning it like a death in the family. Like when I found out, I think I went through all the stages of grief and uh, it has helped that I'm not mad. Um, if I were mad, I, there's a part of me that actually wishes I could be mad, meaning I wish I could be like, this is the wrong decision and I'm against this or something. Cause then it would be somewhere to direct your emotion, like somewhere that feels tangible about like, I'm going to fight this decision. I'm going to push back and you know, whatever. And that anger could rise up into action. Yeah. It, it, feels, I, it feels so wrong that it's hard for us to rationalize that it's actually not wrong. It's, yes. It's, yes. Right. My, my, so my first reaction is to want to fight. Um, but because I actually think it's the right decision, like, very clearly, like I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that it's the right decision. It has removed anger as a possible option and really only leaves sadness. Right. So that has been, um, I can't be mad. I'm just feeling sad. And that's why I've been talking about it like a death in the family, that grief, um, reality, because that's what it's been. It's just been sad. Um, uh, you know, for you, Mark, that's seven years for me, three years of uh, a lot of effort and leadership. And, and I think most importantly of, of our volunteers, these people that we've served alongside of our brothers and sisters who have you know, done so much to make these campuses possible under absolutely less than ideal conditions. <laughs> There's not a soul that has been pretending that these movie theaters have been ideal for, for a campus. Um, but man, I mean, people were excited to invite their neighbors. They waited years, you know, especially in the case of Henrietta, like years they waited for this campus to finally be launched in their backyard. So excited, redu dramatically reducing their drive times, increasing their ability to invite, making us more strategic in our mission, connecting with college students in our case. All of this is like, these are the huge list of pros that we could give for why portability and these campuses have been so great. But that doesn't mean that they are the right thing moving forward um, in this particular season. Um, and that's just what stinks about it is a right decision that has costs um, is just tough. So um, yeah, stages of grief is how I've definitely felt like it has been for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's worth saying, you know, I've, I've been trying to be clear with our Henrietta people too, that like Mark and I are on the oversight team. We voted yes for this decision. You know, this was not, this was something that we got to you know, weigh in on in that sense. So um, I, I appreciate that. I'm honored by that and humbled by it. And also want, I don't want anyone to feel like this was something that we were strong armed into or, you know, forced into. But um, the first couple questions that I've been getting and Mark, you can confirm if folks have been, you know, hitting you with this as well. The two things I've been asked, people have been asking are, what does this mean? Will we ever have a Henrietta campus again or a Greece campus again in your case? 
And then the second question is, what does this mean about you guys? You know, because for the people of our campuses, obviously we're their pastor. Our staff team is the people that they know. I love Mark. You've been saying there are people who have been going to the Rochester campus during this time for the first time, as in they've never been there before. <laughs> and they've been going to our church for years. So um, this it's their home. Those are their people. So uh, what does this mean? Will we do campuses like this again? Um, and then what does this mean for staff? And I'll, I'll let Drew kind of lean in on those first. What does this mean for the future of campuses in those towns? Yeah, I tried to answer this Sunday through my video, but <clears throat> we're still going to be a multi-site church. And so I'm not promising we'll ever be in Greece again, but I could see it easily in our future. Um, it would make sense as we grow as a church, people from Greece have already been coming, so they're going to invite their friends. And so, you know, again, multi-site, I think our criteria for buildings is going to look different, but we're going to continue to look to expand in the Rochester area and, and around. And so I have no clue where God will lead us next. I have my guesses, but I don't know. And so I'm not promising anything. I'm giving people hope that, yes, we're going to look to expand in the future. And so we will continue to launch campuses as we grow as a church. We just don't know where that looks like uh, right now. And so to answer the second question, you know, staffing, staffing is always, it's hard. It's, it's hard to navigate through. Like our church is changing so fast. It's hard to keep up, you know, and now we're at two campuses and trying to fill needs and an online campus where 50% of our church is at. And so we're kind of navigating. I've told Mark and Aaron both this, and so I'll say it publicly. I'm going to be offering them both jobs. Or a Henrietta campus pastor anymore. Um, and so I'm working on some of those. Our, our church is kind of not changing, but our staff is kind of shifting and, and adjusting to the changes that are happening. And so we're working on all of that and I'm doing the best I can to keep everybody on our team within, you know, our budget. You know, I wish I could just blow our budget up, but, and, and make it way bigger, but unfortunately I can't do that. And so we're doing with in the means that we have, but we're going to do the best we can to, to care and love for everybody on our staff. Hmm. That's awesome. And Drew, you wouldn't know this because we were on the receiving end of it, but right as you said, I'm going to be offering them a job. You got a little glitchy. <laughs> and I, I think Mark and I were both like, oh, he's going to say it right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he offered me the executive pastor job. I think that's what I heard. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think he, he labeled me the pastor of chill. So I just get to like hang out, I think. So Yours sounds like a lot more work than mine, but whatever. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> Scott can keep his job for sure. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, that's helpful. That, that gives us a lot of clarity and, and I think better understanding. Uh, obviously, much of this you've said in different environments or videos from our community group leader training to videos to then on Sunday even. So um, a lot of this has been talked about, but just having it all in one place, obviously, it's not really possible under any other environment other than the podcast to just have a casual conversation about it. So. Um, Another thing I'll, I'll say too um, that we've been discussing is uh, just like in a death in the family, how a funeral or a memorial service can provide a degree of closure, you know, where you're like, okay, you know, we had a chance to celebrate this person's life and uh, we need to find a way to forge life beyond them, you know, after a death. Um, I think there's a sense in which we'd like to do something similar for our campuses. I've jokingly been calling it a funeral. That's probably not a nice thing to do because that maybe trivializes funerals and it makes it seem like the people of our campus are gone. They're not, right? They're just attending in a different building. It's never been about the building. It's, it was in a movie theater, right? Like it was never, it was never perfectly ideal, but we'll call, it, like a some, we'll call it a celebration of life. There um, we go. Celebration of life or a closure event of some kind. So 
Mark and I are both working um, with our team here to uh, put together you know, some kind of a moment where we can thank the people that have been a part of our church in these campuses for years and um, just, you know, swap some stories and remember what God has done because genuinely, you know, up until Webster launched, more than 50% of our church was going to portable campuses, doing the setup and teardown thing, living the grind of doing church in that really kind of like gritty way that we've just loved being a part of. And so now that that's shifting for us during this moment, we just want to take a moment to honor it. I, I think of families you know, Mark, you had folks that went to your campus. I'm sure, I think, I can think of one family off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are more. Um, Matt and Kathleen Brady, who launched the Greece campus back in 2012. They were there all the way up through when the Henrietta campus launched in 2017. And they launched that campus and have been at it all the way through. So they've got kids now that have literally, over the last, you know, eight years, they've only ever gone to church in a movie theater. They don't know anything else. And they've done it at two different times at two different campuses. And so, you know, for this huge chunk, nearly a decade, they've been setting up and tearing down in a movie theater and just been incredible volunteers. So we want to take a moment to honor them. And this is a really long way to roll out the fact that we're going to be doing some kind of an event, um, hopefully sometime in October for our campuses, just to kind of sit back and, and recognize all that God has done. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, so it'll be in October. I imagine uh, there'll there'll be some pumpkin spice lattes or something. <laughs> there has to be pumpkin if it's in October. Uh, Drew's favorite beverage is the pumpkin spice latte or something, something like you that. You won't get my youngest daughter there unless you have something with pumpkin spice in it. Just, <laughs> just putting that out there. Well, just a shout out to Starbucks. They make a pumpkin spice cold foam cold brew. It will pumpkin spice cold foam cold, cold brew. Yeah. <laughs> Six <laughs> adjectives. And they charge you for every one of those adjectives. Trust me. <laughs> Magical seven words at Starbucks. And you want to talk about like division becoming unity? Boom. Like, hey. That's it. All it takes is the pumpkin spice, cold foam, cold brew coffee. I, I, I'm going to have to write that down in Evernote if I'm going to ever order that. Free coffee, just for the record. It can be six. You know, it is like okay. cold brew covers the coffee part, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. You know, one seventh of the word. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, okay, great. This is, I think this has probably covered a lot of what we need to. Is there anything else, Mark, that as you've talked with people that you feel like you want to include or, or a word for your Greece fan that you want to, you know, mention as we kind of get close to signing off here? You know, not, not really, Aaron. I think we've hit the main things, but just to reaffirm what I've told so many of them already that, man, it has been, you know, the, the joy of my life to, to serve beside them and to be on mission together and, you know, there's so many times that I just actually every single week, if I'm honest, that I was completely humbled um, just by the, the 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 exercise of devotion that I was seeing right in front of my eyes, um, selflessly. Uh, you know, certainly without any any expectation of thanks. Um, and it just was. It wasn't one week, and it wasn't it wasn't a month, and it wasn't several months and it wasn't even several, you know, a couple of years, it was several years, some of these individuals. And so I just am uh, completely humbled and honored to have, have been a part of that myself. And I'll always consider that to be a highlight in my ministry career, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say much of the same things. I think our campus for Henrietta in particular has been so gracious to accept me as a, 
you know, a 26 year old when we launched the campus. Um, and you know, so many things that can go wrong in, in a launch and people have been incredibly gracious listening yeah. to people, a, a pastor who in many cases is younger than their children and still willing to follow with such humility and drive and incredible giftedness. People who in their jobs, they make a lot of calls. They deal with budgets a lot bigger than mine. And they're amazing leaders that we've gotten to serve alongside of and all the way down to, you know, handling babies in the nursery. So I'm so grateful. And I do want to say too, another thing that we launched with Henrietta was um, ASL interpreting. And that was an amazing thing, especially in the Henrietta community, uh, a great step for our church. And we, so that people know, we do plan to continue to provide access um, and that will be happening at our Webster campus. So that's actually been happening for a few weeks already where that community has been you know, informed and they know that that's coming. We also have services available online, still accessible with captions and interpreting. So we're, that was a, a launch with Henrietta that will continue uh, despite the fact that, that that particular building won't be in use anymore. That's very awesome. You know, I just, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention and give a quick shout out to Nate Miller, uh, the original OG, the, you know, the original greaser pastor. Um, that wasn't me. Nate did that for a couple of years. And, but another thing that just uh, completely overwhelmed me initially was just how well received stepping into that role myself and my family was from the beginning. So um, yeah, but I thought Nate should be mentioned because totally kind of started things. Yeah. He kicked it off. <laughs> Drew, what were you going to say? And then we'll close it down. Yeah, I was going to say the one thing that actually helped me in this process of like, just not wanting to communicate this, but like, what's unique about this, and I think what makes it so hard is we're, we're ending something that was really good. That's not a mm. normal thing in our society today. And so, you know, as people hurt and mourn, which is normal, which you should go through that process of, you know, understanding, but also celebrate all that God has done because we're not closing something down that was ineffective, didn't work, which stinks and makes it that much harder. We're closing down things that were growing. God was using, but you know, Hey, he knows best. And so just learning to celebrate all that he did, I think is very helpful in that mourning process. It helped me knowing like, this was a good thing that God just said, it's, it's time to, to bring an end to. And so that helped me. I don't know if it'll help anybody else, but. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, we would use those numbers, like, you know, however many people were baptized, nearly 200 people were baptized and lots of people connecting with their church, thousands of guests, so many kids and students were able to be ministered to and so many volunteer hours. And at the same time, we have to remember that all these people that have been investing really have another chance to invest just in a, at a different physical location, some of which they used to invest at this campus before they ever launched at this yeah. other campus. You know what I mean? So they're coming back to a campus maybe that they haven't attended in a while. And we just want you to know, like, your leadership that you've demonstrated is leadership that we want to continue to honor. We want to get you plugged into leadership positions as camp, as volunteer coordinators and leaders um, because we recognize the importance of what you've done and we want to continue to utilize those skills. You've developed perspectives and, you know, that like scrappy, gritty uh, way that affordability has made ministry happen. We need to bring that same winning, you know, at all cost mentality to all of our campuses. So we want to bring that leadership. So we're looking to get everyone plugged back in in ways that are significant. So, yeah, thank I'll you. Just, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. I know you were about to close us down. No, no, good. You reminded, good. Go, go, go. You reminded me of a serving initiative we did at the Greece campus called Find Your Place. And that's a, you said it well, Aaron, but I just, I would encourage greasers and Henrietta uh, attendees, HenFam, to, yeah, hen to, fam. Come on, find, come on. <laughs> to find your place. I mean, it's not going to be in the same venue. That's okay. It's a part of the same body. So 
man, whatever that might be, I just, I can't encourage you enough. Find your place. We think that's a super valuable part of the Christian experience. Yep. Yeah. It's always been one church in multiple locations. Now it's just in a couple fewer locations than it was before. And God's going to continue to use it. So thank you, Mark. Thank you, Drew, for taking the time. Hopefully this processing helps people, you know, feel a little more confident in the decision, even though it's difficult. And if you've got any questions, especially, you know, hen fam or greasers, reach out to us. We're still your people. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We love you. And we want to help you process this as much as we can. Thanks for taking the time to listen or watch. And we will see you next week with a normal episode. Looking forward to uh, grand opening this weekend. And we'll see you guys there. Thanks. Bye.